1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quincecom trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. We're back at our regular time. Um, unlike last week, where family got in the way of things, and uh, hence, uh, well, we bounced around into uh, different points of or different parts of the uh, of the week. But hey. Last week, at least, we were we were talking about toxic and uh, things and is New Zealand rugby all uh, kind of ready, uh, kind of fit for purpose. So go back and listen to that one. Nothing uh, sort of more has come out on that. But this week, we had to look forward with a lot more fun because, hey, we we're going to talk about stuff on the pitch, which means because it is nearly Rugby World Cup time. And um, joining me is uh, regular contributors. First off is uh, Cornflake. How doing, sir?
2: I'm not too bad, I'm recovering a voice, so hopefully it lasts the three-hour show that we're going to be doing, Okay, hey?
0: no? <laughs> <laughs> It will not be a three-hour show, don't worry, um, and cool Steve's good. just doing this because he's trying to scare um, our guest, um, Graham, who is um, from, and I've gone blank as uh, yet, rugby, the Rugby Forecast on Twitter, um, so do go and check him out, we've got him on because he actually knows stuff. Um, so, <laughs> how you doing, Graham? I'm good thanks how are you guys oh well it's late at night for us you're 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 on the coffees whilst um whilst i'm on the beers so um so we're all we're all good we are all good um on that one um so um (laughs) chris james bailey he wants us to go for two hours um i'm not sure that we'll even uh will we'll we'll go we'll go that far look this isn't the standoff show which is on a wednesday night which our NRL show those guys like to talk forever can go through in depth um across all of these things but be um before we get into rugby world cup chat um graham you told us you're you're from uh from edinburgh um so i guess this is uh you should be entering this rugby world cup with kind of um a love hate thing love that you're uh that uh, that scotland's going so well and hate that they've got um the
3: most difficult pulls get out of exactly yeah it's been a real um <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know how to feel about it, basically. I've been sort of going into you know, Scotland have been getting better for quite a few years now. And finally, they, they really look like they're peaking well for it. And I feel quite confident. You know, I've listened to all the podcasts, all the Scottish, you know, and, I, and then I sort of like really feel like we're going to do it. And we're in with a good chance. And then I run some of the simulations and uh, uh, and all that hope is instantaneously crushed, basically. So it's, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> Looking like it could be quite a difficult, a difficult year for us. Uh, best, best team we've ever had. I think you know. I think the stats prove that, and I think anecdotally, everybody can probably agree with that as well. Um, but you know, very likely to go out in the pools, even if we play very well. So, yeah, it could be a tough. Yeah, one. No, I'll
0: be honest. Until I saw South Africa turn up against um, the All Blacks last weekend, I was uh, quietly feeling, oh yes, win for a. Um, in for a nice upset for the, for the Springboks in, in round one, um, but uh, yeah, so yeah. my my belief in that has uh, has faded away. Um, Steve, have you, are, are you are you still okay? Uh, you still on the uh, Finn Russell um, bandwagon?
2: For sure. Oh, I love I love the Scots. I love them. I want them to top the pool. Yeah, aim high, aim aim high, and go to the stars. That's what I say. <laughs> right to the top. Take take out the box, Ireland. Don't worry about the quarterfinals, Ireland. Worry about making it out of the group stage. How about that? You know, just put the cat amongst the pigeons.
0: <laughs> well, we will going to going uh, go on, on, on to the um, the stats. So, so, what is your background on stats as
3: to and, and how do you um, h- how do you run your numbers? Um, so, so basically, I, you know, I love sport um, and also you know I love the information, the data behind it, and I've always been interested in sort of trying to find out a little bit more about you know when we talk about Scotland, are in the pool of death you know, what does that actually mean? What are our chances of getting out of the group and how might that change if we're in different groups and things like that? Uh, so we have our own ranking system for the teams. We, you know, we obviously know that World Rugby do their their rankings, um, which are, you know, pretty reasonable, but there are fairly well-known flaws with the way they calculate the, the, the rankings and things like that. One of which is obviously leading to the circumstances that we find ourselves in in this World Cup. Um, So we've got our own uh, metrics, our own, um, you know, method of tracking team strength. And then from that, we can build out predictions. And then from that, again, we can run a full sort of tournament simulation to find out, you know, based on what our rankings and our predictions, what are therefore the chances of each team, um, you know, getting through to different stages of the World Cup and and, and making it to the final, making, you know, winning the whole thing and things like that. Uh, So we've run... Ten thousand simulations of the world cup uh, and we've you know we've got a dashboard that is available on our website if you go to sportsforecast.com. um maybe, maybe you could share a link later but uh, there's, an, there's a, an analysis tab in there which will shows you all our sort of data dashboards along with a bit of a commentary there we are a bit of a commentary trying to explain some of the numbers and and, and you know what they mean basically um so yeah there we are you know you can see our Pre-tournament favourites. Um, we've got South Africa. We think around about a one in four chance of winning winning the World Cup, defending their title. But you know, you can see obviously it's it's pretty even between the, the big four. Basically, uh, you know, it's not not a not a huge amount of difference, or even down to ten percent chance, ten um, percent difference to Ireland. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a huge difference, basically. Um, but but yeah, those are our forecasts for the World Cup.
0: Oh, Which is the most likely game to be a draw? Oh, wow! Uh, Got
3: some... I mean, I can I can dive into it if you want. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I don't oh, have that God. information right to hand. Christmas you don't? Christmas. Oh well, I,
0: I kind of um, I, I kind of do um, because, uh, at, at a guess, um, since you have, I um, know uh, oh, where's it gone. Um, there was one game that I saw and you had and uh i'm pretty sure the difference
1: was
3: like one point um, well the, i mean the,
0: the very first game um like, yeah the, the, the new zealand, new zealand france, you've got down as one point difference
3: it's a one po- yeah we we're we're you know it's one point to france basically um so it's it's uh it's going to be an absolute belter of an opener you know we've, we've basically got we i think we're very very marginally in favor of france um, which essentially is another way of saying we we don't know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it could go either way. Uh, I think it's um, yeah. I mean, what an opener that's going to be. So I think you know. I mean, I say the stats have it as 50-50, but you know, there's a lot more things which would come into that which we you know find hard to quantify in the model. You know, you've got the emotion of the occasion. You've got France home World Cup. You know, we obviously we we can we can take into account a a home match but we don't take into account a sort of home world cup and the kind of fever and atmosphere that will be building up to this sort of game um and especially sort of like that kind of um yeah atmosphere in the opener i think will be will be electric so so yeah
0: so steve any anything from those um those numbers that jump out of you as being surprising that uh, perhaps that the, the, the all blacks are, uh, are higher than 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 ireland for example
2: No, that's not surprising. Not, not, not for it to to win the whole tournament. Uh, I I think it's, I've seen a lot of these in the last week, especially. And I like what I like about them. I'm not saying any is better or worse than the other, but they are all quite different. And I like how everyone measures their own circumstances and weights things differently based on the way they think a, a rugby game goes or, you know, what their opinion is of how it works which I find very interesting. Some have got Ireland very high favourites. Some have got them very low. Some are going quite high with France, South Africa. It's always those big four, but I, I quite like it, how it's it's different and it's it's it just reflects how this World Cup is at the moment. And it is really difficult to actually pick outright anything because it is so close and so tight. And, I mean, yeah, we can go into that first game and, you know, what happens if DuPont breaks his leg five minutes into that opening game? What happens if Richie Mawanga snaps his arm? You know, it's like pff, that whole game, that whole tournament, all changes completely, so it's such a difficult thing to predict.
0: And Graham, I guess you you do take into account things like home and away um, and uh, how big um, <laughs> yeah, whether suits fit or not, says Albi. No, no, he doesn't take into account whether suits fit or not, but you do do home and away, you do do um, uh, you do but, but and sort of margins uh, oh, oh, historically. Do you take into account things like referees or who the referee is? Um, do you take into account uh, and, and do you also do ones that are player based? And so do you look at the squads in the sort of the couple of days round right, right up to a game or do you or is it purely on
3: a kind of the, the team as a whole? Um, is is purely in the team as a whole at the moment. Uh, we we don't look at referees. We haven't we haven't looked at that. Um, I do think it'd be quite an interesting one to look at, but it's um, it's quite you know we run we run these models for um, not just internationals. We also do them for club games, um, all the way down to you know the NPC and stuff like that. So we do we cover quite a lot of leagues, um, and we've got you know one model that covers all of it. Essentially, you know different parameters for each of them but it, it means that getting referees all the way down to those sort of levels is quite difficult to cover basically. So we try and try to keep things simple. And um, looking at players, we have, we have tinkered and experimented with player models uh, and obviously, you know, fundamentally who's selected for the team does have a bearing on on the outcome of the match. Um, but what we have found is that relatively speaking, especially in the internationals, the predictions are quite resistant to who's, who's actually picked because when you get to international squads everybody's pretty good you know even if the all blacks pick a second string squad they're still it's still the all blacks are still pretty good um and for pretty much every game that you might suggest in which you know they've got a second string squad and they haven't done that well i can pick another match where the second string has way overperformed. performed and then there's you know there's there's other you know there's other examples of it basically of, of where four teams have overperformed and, and broken that mold essentially so it's quite difficult to um and card factors. So yeah, it's quite difficult to to factor in um the proper effect of of players and things like that because often what you end up describing is why that particular game happened in that particular fashion and it's not that good for predicting, you know, future performance basically. So we tend to So whilst, to whilst you, so well, yeah, so whilst you don't really track cards, obviously cards will have impact would have impacted
0: previous results. Um and so yeah, so Lavanini's the Lavanini um card impact is there, uh, yeah. but it's there in the results that Argentina um have had in in the past.
3: We do actually we did actually do something on cards um a couple of years ago. I don't know if that was if um, people saw that but that was um essentially we looked at you know what was the prediction we could we can do a sort of in-match prediction and we looked at what was the prediction at the time of the of the of the of the, of the card that was given and then what, what was the difference at the end of the game basically. So you know the idea being that any difference between that prediction and the, at the end of the game was was due to the cards. And we found that you know yellow essentially yellow cards and red cards are are kind of the same except that a yellow card is just a a short red card in a way you know or a red card if you get a red card at half time that's a 40 minute yellow card essentially so what we did was broke it down and, and essentially you 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 could find you we found that for every minute um, or every 10 minutes maybe let's say it's every 10 minutes a player was off the pitch uh counted for a certain amount so obviously if you got a red card at the beginning of the game that would count for more than if you got a red card in the right at the end of the game and essentially, it was different for home and away, and so we found that for the home side, it cost you about one and a half points for every 10 minutes a player was off the off the pitch, right. uh, and for the away side, it would be three points. It was double the effect for, for for an away side, basically. So you can kind of like sort of factor that in, you know. So basically, an away side it costs them roughly a penalty, a yellow card would cost them roughly a penalty. Um, and if they're off for a whole half, that would be maybe that would be twelve points basically. So you're talking nearly two tries if they're off for a whole 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 half, um, and and the, and the home side would be half that difference basically. So I don't know, something to bear in mind that if you know if when your team gets a red or a yellow card, that's how much it might cost them towards the end of the game. Um,
0: okay, so France being at home this World Cup, everyone else being away, have got an advantage um, that the cards aren't, aren't as impactful on them as everyone else.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah
0: that's that's the winning and the losing of the rugby world cup there um (laughs) (laughs) uh, well yeah unless you're the all blacks who tend to score when they're they're down players um that used to be the case i'm not sure it's so much this year though steve have you you been keeping track of that
2: you can't keep track of it anymore there's too many of the damn things (laughs) they happen (laughs) all the time now it's not an anomaly like it used to be it's like he's Oh, most yeah. teams do lift, that, don't they? Like I, I especially like those teams that do that. You know, they get their little boost out of that. But that well, that's what makes things so hard to to predict and and guess what's going to happen when I mean, you got so many things that can happen and change the game. The cards are, yeah, cards can go both ways. I and mean, we what we often see teams yeah, go play it down down behind. I mean, we saw in the build up games, didn't we? Players losing a player for sixty odd minutes down. Who what was that? Was that Scotland? Wasn't it?
3: Um down the player. Yeah, yeah. yeah come back by
2: 14 points and beat France. Um, I mean, yeah, who would have thought that, that fifteen on fifteen, unlikely, but you know, fifteen on fourteen, they pull that off. It's just ludicrous.
3: Exactly, yeah. I should point out that it's all relative to the initial prediction as well, though. So it's not like you lose twelve points. It'd be like if you're if you're expected to win by twenty, then the idea being that maybe if you if you're on your the away side, then you might only win by eight at the end of the game or something like that. Um, so it's it's not like you sort of like you know you, you expect the opposition to score those kind of points instantaneously but but yeah it's a rough guide but it is uh, it is getting a lot more difficult nowadays because I think when we ran this analysis it was you know it was a couple of years ago two three years ago now and now teams regularly go down to 13 men or something like that um, and at the time we didn't have that many examples of of teams going down to 13 men in the database but now there's quite a lot of them so we could probably rerun it and see what the difference is now but it was a uh, yeah at the time it was it was it was roughly relevant um but yeah it's obviously a lot more common nowadays
0: so i'll turn right say all blacks are very good with cards. here none until scott barrett wow so three was it three yellow cards in the uh or, or or kind of like um yeah, i think it was three cards obviously with this the second yellow being a red um in that game against South africa none until then there we go um is this the first time you've had a tier two nation be favorites to come out of the group According to your your stats with Fiji there,
3: ahead of ahead of Wales. Um, I haven't gone back and rerun it for every single World Cup, but essentially, yeah, certainly in in recent iterations of it, absolutely definitely. Um, we yeah normally have a very a pretty clear divide between um between you know tier classic tier one nations and tier two nations. Um, you should point out probably that from the purposes of this, Italy aren't really a you know, a tier one, um, but obviously Ouch. A class- they, they would Ooh. be. Um, Short slide, eh? Well, yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but, a class- <laughs> you know, in classical terms they are, but, you know, we have them ranked down with, um, you know, I'm trying to see where they're ranked actually at the moment. They, you know, We have them ranked with, you know, Samoa, Fiji, you know, down, down in that kind of area, basically. So they would be more akin to those those, those kind of teams, basically. Um, but, yeah, certainly for Fiji, this is the best chance. I mean, I think they last qualified from the group in 2007, um, so this is their best chance in a long time to qualify, but you can see, yeah, you can see there actually the effects of the draw basically about how, um, um, you know, how, you know, people talk about the luck of the draw, basically, and that's quite a nice cliche, but you can see here, you know, what, what the actual effects of the luck of the draw is. Um, you know, you can, ha- you can see England, for example, there have more chance of making the quarterfinals than Ireland do despite the fact that, you know, we have England's, I think, eighth or ninth in the rankings at the moment, quite similar to World Rugby. Um, you know, Ireland's right at the top. But, you know, due to the draw, they uh, you know they have less chance of making the quarterfinals uh, than England do. If they do make it to the quarterfinals, I should point out that we do have an 80% chance of them making the quarterfinals. They're very likely to make the quarterfinals. But you can see, again, the chances of them making the semis is actually almost, I think it's still less than England. It looks like it's 40% versus about... 45%, again, just due to the draw. You know, if Ireland get out of the draw, if, if Ireland get out of the group, they're going to play New Zealand or France. And that game is, you know, at best, probably still 50-50, um, maybe slightly more in favour of Ireland at this at this stage, you know, the proceedings. But, you know, 50-50 probably. Whereas if England get out of the draw, eight out of the quarter, out of the groups, they will play, you know, probably Fiji, Wales, Australia, something like that, basically. Which, you know, again... For England at the moment might be difficult, but um, there's still, you know, I mean, re- even realistically, they'll still have a very good chance of getting through that game. But you can see the difference again once you go past the quarterfinals. The difference, you know, from that orange bar to that silver bar, Um, you know, Ireland have got a far greater chance of making the final than England do because that's essentially when England starts to come up against. Um, you know, if England once they if they get through the quarterfinal, that's when the draw. Uh, flips over, and England are very likely to face uh, New Zealand, South Africa, Ireland, France, basically at that stage. And we have, I think, at that stage, have them about 15, 15% chance. Whereas Ireland, obviously, then if they get through the difficult group and the difficult quarters, they're likely to have quite an easy semi final against uh, uh, you know, Australia, England, France, um, yeah, Wales, or somebody like that. And we have them getting through that, basically. So you can sort of see the, the effect of the draw and the routes through shown in that table there
0: now before we get unfortunately what uh, you've you've not been able to do is to come up with any any um good bets for us because <laughs> essentially the bookies have, have um have, uh, have, have 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 got it about right and you don't see any obvious ones where to throw uh, throw your money behind
3: according to no, your uh, the um the thing with the bookies so you can see there we do a, an adjusted sort of metric basically um so you should always, you should never bet on the team that you think is going to win. Um, you should bet on the team that you think is mispriced, basically. You know, so the idea being that if we give a team a greater percentage chance of winning uh, than the bookies, so actually maybe, um' I'm trying to and look at there. No, nope, no, nope, there's no opportunity in there. So if we give a team a greater expected chance than the bookies, then the idea being that they are paying out more than they should relative to the uh, rel- rel- relative to the percentage. And you can see there that, uh, you know, we give, you know, for example, South Africa a 27% chance um, and the cookies have got them at a 30% chance. So it means that they're paying out, you know, um, less, than, less, than, uh, less than they should, basically. So it's not really that, that good an opportunity, essentially. Um, so, but I should point out that's just at, like, the very high level. That's the overall scale. So you could break it down if you go... Uh, you know, down to individual matches. There, there, there will be opportunities in there, I'm sure. But this is just a, sort of like the incredibly macro scale. But you can see the difference in the, what the bookies are saying. I mean, we, we oh, the bookies, are, in theory, the, the bookies should add up to 100%. You know, only one person can win the World Cup. But that table there shows you the um, how <laughs> badly priced the bookies are, basically. If you add up all the percentage chances of what the bookies are saying, I think it adds up to about 150%. So that 50% is literally the bookie's profit on on taking the bets at the World Cup, you know. I mean, they're basically predicting one and a half teams to win the World Cup, um, which is just, you know, the the odds are appalling, basically. So, you know, um, yeah, I wouldn't bet on any of these things unless you're very confident.
0: (laughs) There we go. And as you said before, um, what we kind of alluded to, if we we look at the... um, the uh the, the sort of runner-up or, or win chances essentially we've got a top four um is is is, is how it's um... oh wow the uh Argentina for the semi-final according to ma mo is both at best. bet your house on it that one he says well uh, no bet responsibly folks folks do not bet your house on anything <laughs> um... <laughs> but essentially your stats um are sh- a shame that there's a top four who are going to win it and then there's everyone else who's there to make up numbers i think it's pretty much what we what what you're saying isn't it but when you think yeah. that's, that's that's 50 60 70 that 85% chance that the top four going to one of those top four are going to win the rugby world cup
3: exactly i think it's 87 87 88% basically and um, so obviously it's extremely high um, you know, and as I say, this kind of, you know, as Steve was saying earlier, like they're all kind of the same, but all kind of different at the same time. You know, everybody's saying these guys are going to win. And, um, yeah, it's very hard to predict otherwise based on the stats, essentially. Um, you know, there might be a few nuances in there, but that's why, you know, I quite like this sort of stuff, but, you know, from a from a high level, it's not really saying anything particularly groundbreaking, but that's why I quite like digging into the um, some of the nuances, you know, behind like, you know, the luck of the draw, for example. I think that's quite an interesting one to draw out about. You know, what does it actually mean when people are talking about how you know how bad the draw is uh, you know, the, the way the world rankings have worked and the way the pools have worked you know how does how has that actually affected teams and, and the chances and stuff in there basically so i think that's quite an interesting thing to draw out the other one that i think is quite interesting if you want to flick through to the uh the stages the the tab at the end there um i think the one that's potentially quite interesting here is everybody always talks about the group of death um, and being, you know, Pool B, the one with Scotland obviously, uh, as being the pool of death, and and certainly it's the it's the highest rank, it's the highest quality, I suppose, depending how you want to, you know, how you might um, define that. You know, it's 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 the best pool, so to speak. But but arguably, Pools C and D, with um, you know Australia, Fiji, Wales, Georgia, England, Argentina, Samoa, Japan, are, are harder to get out of. They they are they are they are arguably more pools of more, more like a pool of death, for example. Now, because we have four teams in both pool C and D have got a greater than 10% chance of getting out of the pool. You know, you can see even Georgia down there and Japan with, a, you know, 11 12% chance of getting out of the pool. Whereas in Scotland's pool, there's only three teams that can feasibly, we think, get out of the pool. And in pool A, there's only two teams. You know, Italy have got a you know 10% chance, but you know uh, there thereabouts, basically. But I think that's probably might be generous to Italy, basically. Um, but, you know, so, you know, depending on how you define the pool of death, you can actually say that, you know, it looks like uh, England's pool is actually the worst pool to be in um, because you've got four teams you can feasibly qualify. Um, so it's just another sort of interesting thing to draw upon about what, you know, how you might define the pool of death, basically. Um, but it's one of the reasons why this World Cup is one of the most exciting. You know, we've got, usually we only have eight or nine teams you know there's always there's always one pool of death because there's, there's sort of nine classically good teams uh the you know six nations and the, and the rugby championship minus italy sorry um <laughs> who are feasibly going to get out of the group potentially um but now you know now we've got you know georgia samoa japan fiji there's lots of teams lots of teams that can that can feasibly get out of the group basically now and it makes this world cup one of the most exciting things we've seen and I think that's probably you know that's something that you can you can almost statistically prove based on the the fact that there's there's so many games in there that are kind of 50-50s and and pool defining games for so many teams
0: the um yeah and one of the things we did talk about while well, we've done a video on has been um games that could change the uh world the the world of rugby um basically if you are kind of wales as or a uh, or in England or in Argentina, didn't make the top four, actually came, didn't make the top three, and they don't automatically qualify for the next Rugby World Cup, that could change um, a lot of things. In some ways, people always said that Italy have got hard um, pools. So they always seem to draw, for, draw, draw New Zealand. Um, but I always look at, for Italy, their goal is finish third. And they always have easy fourth and fifth teams. Uruguay and Namibia are not the strongest fourth and fifth team um, that they could have had by a long shot. Um, but, um, Steve, any kind of pools that you're excited about? Or that that's different?
2: That I want to see the, the, the Italian changing room now. That's what I want to see. Oh, yeah. a, a TV up there, and I want to see this video playing on it before they go out for their first game. They'll just be like, God damn. Say we can't do it? You, you think we can't do it? Watch us. Well, they will be fired up now. Oh, I'll tell you, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think the The top end of this World Cup is, although most competitive it's been, it is fairly uh, close, but kind of cut and dry, separating the top from, from the rest. I think the excitement for this World Cup is in those other games, you know, the, the Georges and, and Portugal's Wales, that sort of mix the, the, the bottom three, uh, what they can do, the upsets, I think you're going to get, if you're a, a betting person, you're throwing your house and your car on it, like whoever in the chat was, although uh, I have nothing left by the end of the World Cup, uh, but a cardboard box, but still, uh, they'll have some fun uh, watching games, you know, Japan, Samoa, uh, excitement and, and those sorts of games. That, that's, that's what's going to be, I think, my highlight. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. I think they can really, uh, light this tournament up. And and I think they can put a bit of fear in those top nations as well, uh, just because of the way they play, because they don't have anything to lose. What's to lose for Australia and Wales, uh, England and Argentina, You know those, those top teams and those pools, they have a lot more to lose um, than what those bottom sides have to kind of gain. They, they just go out there and throw the kitchen sink. So that's exciting. Um, and they've got chances. Like we see, those bottom nations are really starting to come up well, and it's exciting for the game.
0: And uh, there was a question in the chat about saying which uh, which bottom-ranked team do you think is most likely to get a win? Now, looking at these um, these percentages, Portugal has got to be the answer out of the uh, out of the fifth-ranked teams. out of Namibia, Romania, Portugal, and Chile, um, yeah, Portugal with that one point eight percent chance of coming second looks like the team that's most likely to get a win out of uh, out of those bottom-tier teams.
3: Yeah, that's probably fair. I think there's you know, as Steve was sort of saying, there's there's you know, there's the. I guess we could almost define our own tiers uh, in in this World Cup, and as you said, we kind of got the top top four, probably. You know, tier tier one or tier zero, depending on how you want to call them, um, and then there's, there's there's a very sort of like strong sort of middle section which is growing. You know, you know, you've got Fiji and Georgia potentially teams coming up to join these sort of middle tiering, or or maybe maybe tier one and a half or something like that with those guys who. are I Maybe mean, not likely to win, but certainly we'll 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 do enough to scare them. You know, we saw Samoa push Ireland in that warm up game and I, I know it was only a warm up game, but they they looked really physical, you know, and it you know, they had plenty of chances to win that game at the end and arguably should have done so. Um, you know, we saw Fiji obviously in in, in Twickenham, um, arguably should have won it by more, you know, missed left chances out there basically. So these Thank guys you. are really, really there, thereabouts nowadays and, and you know, it's I think a lot of these Classically sort of Tier 1 nations will can't expect to sort of just go into these games and, and just expect to win them. You know, we're playing Fiji or we'll 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 scrum it out, we'll we'll have some driving walls, it will, you know, we'll win. Um, but you know, nowadays they really need to to concentrate and they can't go into any of these games with you know with um you know with the blinkers on basically. So yeah, it's gonna be exciting. And I think as you said, some of these these games yeah, between those teams and the Tier One name, classic sort Tier One, we should be very exciting. But then there should be some real, you know, Samoa, Japan, you know, uh, Fiji, Georgia, you know, these these kind of games. Those are the ones that actually, arguably, could be just as exciting um, for, or for just as competitive potentially as uh, as, as France, New Zealand, New Zealand, and stuff like that, basically. So, <laughs> um,
0: so folks, um, rugby, rugby forecast, rugby the number four. Then CAST is the uh, is is your Twitter handle um where what other socials do you because some of us have decided to uh, um leave leave x and twitter i've very i've actually very rarely gone there now do are, are you on other any other socials or is it just or is twitter the best
3: place um, to find mainly just twitter to be honest um or, or x or whatever nowadays um we did experiment a little bit with tiktok we do post on facebook sometimes um but it's mainly just a logistically difficult to to cover all the bases nowadays um so yeah we we mainly in twitter we do have a mailing list if you go to um the, the sports forecast website um and you know go into the predictions hub you can see um all the different um websites and the sports that we cover and there's a mailing list that you can sign up to um and, and where we just send out all the stuff uh, to, your, to your email address so you get predictions a bit of commentary about you know what might happen what we expect to happen what's what's changed based on previous results you know you know, once France and New Zealand has happened, for example, what has changed about the pool? I mean, that, that won't be particularly groundbreaking that whoever wins that game will win the pool and will go on to, you know, face Scotland <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the quarterfinals. Um, so, so, so yeah, but, you know, maybe some of the other games that, you know, um, depending on, you know, Scotland, South Africa in that first game, if Scotland's <laughs> happened to win that game, what does that mean for the pool, basically? And, you know, I've actually already obviously gone ahead and simulated that. If Scotland beats South Africa, um, we still don't have a great chance <laughs> because um, we, we do have South Africa is quite likely to beat Ireland uh, and and Ireland obviously beats Scotland. And in that situation, there's a whole round robin of bonus points and, and points difference and Scotland are still likely to go out. <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, it's um I think Scotland's best chances obviously, as Steve said at the beginning of the show, to make sure that we beat both South Africa and Ireland um and 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 top the pool. Um but <laughs> sorry, I digress. Um see, us in, see us, follow us on um on on X, uh sign up to the mailing list and and you know, cut out the middleman basically, and we'll we'll just send stuff straight to your inbox. Cool. So yes, this will be kept up to date, as
0: you say, after every game. Um so we'll keep uh, keep an eye on that. Um, I do, yeah. This, 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 the stats are fun, um, but what they're kind of doing is, is uh, I, I guess on the whole, um, reaffirming at the moment that uh, our view, um, most people's views, that there's a top four, and that basically pulls C and D are, are a mess. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter who comes out of C and D because they're going to lose in the quarter, lose in the semi-finals anyway if when they get that far. So exactly. I think that's a very <laughs>
3: basically you kind of you, you know the stats are they're fun but you should treat them they're not they're not right you know they're not they're like they're an opinion like anybody else's and that's always the way i try and tell people how to think about them if you understand what they've what what's going into them and how they're calculated you know they, they just they're sort of an, an unbiased opinion they don't take into account any, everything so they're not infallible but it's just quite an interesting way of sort of saying you know we know we've got a top four but Maybe how much of a top four is it, and what's the gap to the other guys, and and what are their chances, and you know, things like that, basically. So it's just a kind of, it's a fun way of of, of backing up maybe or, or reaffirming your own opinion and uh, just having a, yeah, as I say, maybe a bit of fun at the same time.
0: Cool. Well, we are going to move. I'm going to move on from the um, from the stats side of things, but we are going to continue talking about about the Rugby World Cup. You're more than happy to stay if you want to if you want to stay and. Um um talk about uh talk about very World Cup from uh, a kind of more emotional f- point of view um than, than a number of point of view uh, but, um but uh, will... so Steve
3: Steve can get plenty can, can get plenty emotional but, uh, <laughs> but yes I'll, I'll i'll leave you guys to it um i, I um, you know as a as a scotsman in the world cup um i am plenty emotional about it so it, uh, <laughs> uh, i don't want to i think this might 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 might, might regress into just a, a sort of yeah a therapy session, perhaps more than anything else. So, yeah. well, just before you go, a, a stat that I
0: guess is, is, is um, that that, uh, that I've seen Paul Cully um, on our stuff has come up with. He says that um, um, in the two thousands, no beaten finalists at the Rugby World Cup has gone beyond the quarterfinals at the following tournament. Um, so, England is say living down to their, these expectations. So, he's saying that England are, are likely to be the uh, the biggest flop. Um,
3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you bear, do you kind of carry any weight with? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um. We, we we don't, um, I said they don't factor into our predictions or things like that. Basically, it's, it's very interesting, and there's probably something um, there's there's something interesting in it. I'm sure there might be something to dig into. But um, to be honest, there's, there's if you in the grand scheme of things, there's actually not been that very many rugby world, world cups, <laughs> so it's um, you know in, in terms of like whether or not it's actually predictive, it's probably just more of an interesting quirk than anything else. Um, you know, it's, it's you know it's the same as South Africa winning every 12 years or um you know i think it's or the, the lions always play the rugby world cup winner i think or something like that don't they or, or something it's, it's it's always that sort of like cycle i think it's quite no the lions always play south africa when they're world cup winners that's what it is isn't it so that would make sense every 12 years yep
0: yeah yes absolutely so they're not yes they, hence they, they've never done it back to back so hence they uh... As as much as your stats say they are number one, they, I'm going to hope. I'm
3: going to. I'm going to hope it help. <laughs> well, we we had them. We've got them at 27% chance, which means that it's more more than likely that somebody else will win it. So you know, 75% chance that somebody else will win it. That's a, that's another way of looking at it. So oh, you're going to flip it. Oh dear, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the good thing about the percentages is we can always sort of you know even if even if somebody you know even if like. Portugal win it. We can be like, well, we had a, we, there was one of those simulations that Portugal won the World Cup. We did predict it. So, <laughs> <laughs> hang
0: on, hang on. So, so you've got well, you, you did ten thousand, right? So Portugal won once in ten thousand. So you're can now tell to you, your, you're totally the number.
3: If you want, Um oh, I, I'd be very surprised if Portugal won any of them. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know, Portugal won right. oh, oh, 10, zero. For, uh, in ten Oh, geez. I can give you the lowest number. The lowest number was in 10,000 simulations. Samoa won four of them. Japan, like six. Well. Georgia, eight. Italy, nine. And then and then it bumps up a bit. Fiji, 76. Wales, 79. Scotland, 160. <laughs> uh, and then you start getting into the bigger numbers, 200, 300. And then you're into the Frances and Islands in 2000 or something like that. So, so there you well, there we go. Four simulations, some more, some more world champions.
0: So they so All right. So so yes, you so, say. So if they do win it, you can. If they win it, you can say we predicted it. We, yeah, our yeah. simulation said. <laughs> yeah,
3: so, so it's good as buying a lot of that, out, of that, isn't it? Really. <laughs> I'm not sure that would be in the spirit of it, but yeah, technically we could say that. <laughs> thank you for your time, Graham. It's been great having you on. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh, let me know if you, uh, yeah, anything, any questions anybody's got, feel free to fire them over. Happy to answer stuff. So yeah, cool. Nice one. Thanks, Thanks guys. Know, there, you... Cheers. Bye. So, Steve. Stats.
0: How are you feeling after all those numbers? Has that, I so, just, that, I, that I, got the heart I, racing?
2: I just like Scotland even more now. They just put, put them up there. Top the pool. <laughs> oh, you know, you see, you see you see that passion, you know? He's, he's, you can see he wants them to do so well, but he's so hesitant. Hey, eh? just Scotland all the way. Yep. No, that's good. It's interesting. I it pretty much just tells you what you you kind of thought already without you know without being like oh, I knew all that already but you know it just reaffirms what we're kind of looking at and and the way the rankings work the way the teams are playing. you are kind of looking at those big four that's why they're so hard to separate and uh, I, I just like this World Cup how it's so close with so many teams, so many layers um I just feel sorry for Romania really for Romania. Well, they're the only team that really hasn't got that huge hope. They've had such a poor run into the tournament. Uh, they've got very little any hope. You know, Portugal, you know, there's so much talk about Portugal's exciting style of play, um, you know, how they go out fearlessly, attack, you know, and, and they're fun and exciting to watch. And that's going to trouble teams. You know, going into your shell never does you good when you're an underdog. And you see, you know, Namibia and Uruguay are teams that have been progressing quite uh, steadily, over the years recently as well. Uh, Chile, it's just good to see Chile, isn't it? Like, who cares what they do? It's just good to see them in in the mix. So, and then Romania, it's like, well, Romania, you've been here like how many times now and you're still not really, you know, troubling anyone? It's like, I just feel sorry for them. Yeah, take a book out of Portugal's, a page out of Portugal's book.
0: Well, there you go. Um, Yeah, I guess I say the... To a certain degree, it, it has, it, it's, it's, those stats kind of go where I've, I've kind of solidified too. Because I'll be honest, up until last weekend, where um, Scotland, um, where well, West, West Africa beat New Zealand um, comp- uh, and had a very good, a very good, very, uh, well, actually, record breaking result there, um, and another record breaking result with Fiji uh, beating England, those two kind of shook, I guess, some of the things that I, I was expecting coming to this tournament. So I, I, I was kind of like, I, I, I was quietly feeling confident for Scotland um, after their win over France. I think they, 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 they had a good shot against South Africa. Now South Africa just seems to sort of have peaked nicely. Um, I also had a good feeling for England coming out of their group because, well, <laughs> hey, never lost to a never lost to a tier two nation before. Um, it's it's all it's it's all kind of comfortable. We'll we we'll, 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 we'll do okay. And then and then losing to Fiji, it's kind of like oh my god, we've lost to a, we've lost to a tier two nation. Um, boy oh boy I'm not feeling anywhere near as confident as as, as, as before um, so yeah those stats those, those those the numbers that they've shown have kind of I guess where I've settled to but if you'd asked me two weeks ago did I think those numbers were right I'd have gone
2: rubbish England would definitely out of their group <laughs> <laughs> what has your thoughts changed about Ireland after the narrow escape of, of Samoa
0: look that was a second string team from, from Ireland um, and Basically, to me, Ireland are in a better place than they've ever been before, but they are still three or four injuries away from basically collapsing. Um, why, why did they? Why, why, the last rugby, um, the uh, not twenty nineteen, so the one before that, um, um, they they collapsed. Why? Because they ended up having injuries to Paul O'Connell, to Sexton's, to um, the twenty fifteen Rugby World Cup, and they got blitzed by Argentina. Um, were they that much worse than Argentina if, with a full strength side, no but by the time they'd got that far in the tournament, well, they just lost too many first choice players and their second team their second string team their the backups just did not have the same quality, they didn't have they didn't have the depth um, there, um, now the depth Ireland's got now is better don't get me wrong than it was but um, they still don't have the depth of a, of a South Africa or New Zealand I think that it
2: shows it shows to me that everyone's beatable. No one's no one's going into this as an invincible side. We've seen everyone lose. Uh, everyone's been pushed by a weaker side. You know England's case or all, all that Irish side case. Um, they've been pushed. Scotland's done well. The lesser teams have done well. They've beaten the better teams. The All Blacks have been pummeled. South Africa's lost games. Australia's lost to Argentina. Argentina's lost to everyone else. It, it's, it's just a big circle, and when you when you follow the track around, you're just going around and around, saying, "Well, they lost to them, they lost to them, they lost to them." No one, no one's got a clean slate. No one's got a big punishing hit list that they just can just wipe out and say, "Well, we've we're the best team. We've beaten everyone um, comfortably." You know, out and out. It's just everyone's everyone seems to have a weakness, and I think on their day, which playoffs rugby is on the day. Like I said, injuries, form, cards so many factors weather can play into it and on a day the best team uh, can easily be undone as we've always seen
0: yeah I, I, I do think some of the comments in the live chat here about yeah basically keeping your team injury free keeping it, yeah. keeping the having yeah the, the fewest injuries could be the decider between those top four teams now do I think it's a decider for an England to come through and win it no I'm sorry but your England your Australias your Wales your Fijis in all honesty um, semi final losing at semi final is the best they can hope for and will be a great result for them, all those teams. But out of your, but the winner's going to come from South Africa, Ireland, France, Ooh. and um, and New Zealand. One of those four will win the rugby World Cup. Um, what was really interesting actually, one of the things that was in there that I forgot to ask you about, um, was you said going into a lot of Rugby World Cups <laughs> recently, New Zealand has been a has had a 50% chance of winning it now, um. Looking at their previous record over the past four four, four years, running up to that, Um, so yes, so there will be, um, uh, so so yes, so it's this is by that measure the most open rugby world cup, but there is definitely a a top four and then a a gap, and the gap is quite big. um, In all honesty, from 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 my point of view, Um, so we should sort of run through the pools and just say how we think they're going to pan out um unless there's unless you let's let's want to do um attack some more esoteric things about the world cup no, no you're happy with that one so play, then. france new, uh, so new zealand france italy uruguay namibia um for the moment i saw this one steve it's new zealand and france will qualify france italy will come third and uruguay namibia uh, will end up in the other two doesn't really matter
2: Yep, status quo. As they start, they'll likely end. Uh, swap the top two, swap the bottom two. so they will sadly sit in the middle and you know, get some good game practice. I think Italy's going to be fun to watch. I, I like I like the way the Italian team's trekking. Uh, they've got some good, exciting players. I think they're actually developing more world-class players now than just having one or two standout guys that they used to have. They've actually got a, a better depth within their squad. Not saying that they're going to come out here and shock anyone, but I think their standard and their quality of their, their team and players is, is certainly improving, which is, is a positive. When you see all these teams together in a World Cup, you, you look for those sorts of things. I think it's the, Italy look good. I'll, I'll be excited to watch them. And, uh, yeah, Uruguay and Namibia, good game. I'll watch that one for sure.
0: Yeah, look, Italy in a, a pool C with Wales and Australia, they actually that, that yep. they, they could make their way out of that one. But the yep. pool the hey, um, yeah, they're in, they've improved a lot. But they've not improved up to you
2: you say that you you say you put Um, them in pool C and it's like, yeah, they could get out, but they could also finish fourth. (laughs) True, yes, you know, it's a, it's a, I think they'll be happier here with just play it safe, lads. You know, I mean, a cool final would be great, but uh, let's just be happy with what we got.
0: Yeah, the reviews, yeah, Italy will make it the score closer than usual, sure, but 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 it won't, won't won't change the result. Pool B, then South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, Tonga, and Romania. Um, look, as I say, two weeks ago, um, I was uh, feeling quite feeling, feeling quietly that Scotland could, could get out of this. But I think the reality is um, that we're going to see South Africa and Ireland one and two, assuming Ireland um, actually keep their players fit. If they don't, and I think their last from and um, their last game, their last pool game is against Scotland. So if they don't keep their players fit and are running out of players at the end of it, Scotland could sneak in that way. Um, so, um, but Tonga, I think, has been di- disappointing in the run-up. The, uh, there was all this expectation around. Um, they've got all these ex-All Blacks and ex-Wallabies um, joining in. They're going to be this new superpower out of the uh, this new Galacticos team out of, uh, out, of the, out, 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 out of the Pacific Islands. They qualified ahead of Samoa, um, and uh, I think they, they qualified first anyway. Um, and then Romania. Well, good luck. Sorry, um, but. Um, <laughs> The um, so from, from my point of view, um, yeah, I think Tonga has, has disappointed in this run up, um, uh, and that's why I'm not seeing them. Uh, and, and Scotland are, I say, are, are looking are looking good, but um, unfortunately, I don't think they're looking quite good enough.
2: Well, I'm, I'm throwing the cat in there. South Africa's going top for me, Scotland number two, Ireland Ooh. sorry, bad luck. Uh, you're going number three, and, and good luck, Tonga. I, I think Tonga Tonga's probably been a bit of a letdown. I thought they promised quite a lot, they had a bad. Rough build up. I think they're getting better though. The more they play together, they, they, the more they're getting better. I think that's showing in their performances as well. Uh, but yeah, tough, tough for them. I think three very good teams ahead of them. Uh, I think they'll destroy Romania as well. Uh, but it's good to see them actually in the picture. You know, years gone by, you'd say Tonga and Romania are down there by themselves and so no chance. But hey, we've seen that Tongan team produce some upsets recently. And, and they are a team that on a day, if you're having a bad one, if you've got broken players, uh, they're passionate, uh, they're brutal, and, and they can cause some pain and they can put teams in shock. But, you yeah, know, that, that's my one, two, three. South Africa, Scotland, Ireland, uh, Tonga, Romania. Put it up. Get in there in wow. Scotland. Come, on. Come um, on. I think I think, I
0: think, think Tonga have, uh, yeah, could, could, could break some players. I'm not sure. Yes. <laughs> um, and therefore, they could influence the pool that way. Um, hence why South Africa playing Scotland first up uh, might be good for them. Um, and uh, yeah, South Africa. Yeah, Tonga's the last game. So, um, and then they get then they get a week off before the uh, before the quarterfinal. So, um, yeah, nicely nicely working out for South Africa at the moment. Pool C. Then, oh boy, this is the fun one. <laughs> so, the top ranked or the top sorry, the top seeded team, not the top ranked team, the top seeded team of Wales, who are now ranked third in this pool. Um, Australia, Fiji, Georgia, and Portugal. And as everyone, as, as you've been saying. Um, everyone's favorite underdog in this World Cup is going to be Portugal for their style of play, mm-hmm. um, by the sounds of things. Um, but for the rest of that, boy, oh boy, how, how are you picking? <laughs> which two are you picking then to um, to 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 to, uh, to, to come out of here?
2: Okay, I'm, I'm I'm not like I don't go with the stock standard. Okay, so I I'm going with Australia, uh, and I am going with Fiji. So I've gone with a little bit of the head and a little bit of the heart. I I think these Fijians are good enough. It's it's going to come down to who beats who. I think this could be one of those pools, much like pool B, where you've got three teams on equal points that will be determined by bonus points or points differential and things like that. That could make quite a bit of difference how well you beat those lower place sides in the pool. That's a massive, massive potential. But let's not discount the effect Georgia can have in this pool as well because they're not far off the standard of the Welsh and the Fijians and, you know, a bad day for Australia as well. So there's a lot of potential here for upsets um, for cruising at the top and then completely falling off the horse. So, yeah, I, I it's exciting. Every game in this pool is going to be good to watch, whether it's for the contest, uh, whether it's for Portugal's ability or attractive style that they're hopefully going to bring to the world cup. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing from them, but just get, getting out there and and having a chance for, for Georgia, to put their case out there on a world stage like this more, and Wales are in, they're in a spot of bother. They're in a spot of bother because you look at Australia and Wales are expected to top, right? If Fiji come out of this and they finish third. It's going to be like, ah, oh, okay, that sucks. But is it really? It's not unexpected. If Wales come out of this third or less, or Australia for that matter, this is there's, there's going to be huge reflections uh, from those unions on those results. So. Uh, Fiji and Georgia heaps the game nothing to lose Australia and Wales so much to lose here so much to lose and they, they can't look past group stage right now they can't even think about who they're going to meet in the quarterfinal they've got too much on their plate Uh, yeah Australia-Fiji for me
0: I love yeah. I mean the reason B team's not a good idea to influence in that pool <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <No>. <laughs> look you may you may rest one or two players against Portugal okay but it's not going to be very many. Um, whereas, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, Wales are not resting anybody against Georgia, they lost them last year, right? Okay, so, um, that's uh, and so that actually could bear an bear, I mean, the this Rugby World Cup, because we've got an extra week, um, and there's always some, there's always a, a nice gap between games, um, that in theory should have less of an impact, uh, than it has in previous World Cups, but. You never know. Uh, the, yeah, this this you, you could find. Wales got the Fiji, Portugal, Australia, and then Georgia. Um, yeah, who've they got? Who've they got left running around against Georgia? Whereas, um, so it could be it could be interesting on on that one. Um, but um, yes, it's uh, Fiji. Look, they better hit the the ground running now. Look, they've just beaten England in <laughs> Twickenham, so they, it looks like they are. But Wales up first, Australia up second. Fiji's first two games. This, this, this is this. What this rugby world cup is either is it's either, either, either it's on like Donkey Kong or it's um, or it's all over over um for, for Fiji very very quickly um, because those two big games are up first. Um, mm-hmm. I would love Fiji to get out of this, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and for Wales not to to put, put bluntly, um, the, the, the back in two thousand eleven the Welsh for yes. We're, we're, we're definitely gloating about England not getting out of their group weren't they um so um so look I, I would i would love fiji to get out of this group uh for, for, for a couple of reasons um it's just hard to look past the fact of just that old um just know-how uh, that, that mm-hmm. your australias and your Wales just come through on that on, on that alone and in and there's also a bit of a clutching of straws here that uh, because for my team in England, that just know how somehow we'll get out of this group because. <laughs> so, hence, maybe my pick there is about it's more about me wanting to get England out there group. than It's about what's really going to happen in that group. So England, Japan, Argentina, Samoa, Chile. Um, look, before last weekend, I, I was I was comfortable. I was I was happy. But yeah, we're coming out of this one. We're good. We'll get to the quarterfinals we'll have a good shot at the quarterfinals and then we'll lose at the semifinals. Well, that's respectable, respectable performance from us. No worries. Are we going to win this? No, we're nowhere near that. But <laughs> getting knocked out at the finals is a, is a, is a nice respect for every world cup now. Oh my God. Samoa go put in. Okay. It wasn't a first choice. Um, uh, it wasn't the first choice island side, but they're, but, but they're getting their ducks in a row. Um, England have got Argentina first up again. How many people are getting it get broken in that game? Because Argentina are going to be all guns blazing. The only silver lining for me is Japan um, don't look quite as good as they have done the, the last last couple of River World Cup mm-hmm. World Cups, uh, and I, that could be England's saviour. Um, but um, Steve, how do you see this one going?
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I the other thing that concerns me with Argentina is the way they've played, they can be so good in patches and they can be rather uh, absent in patches as well and disappear from a game. I They can't afford to do that uh, if they really want to seriously contend for that top spot. Uh, I can see the potential of, like a Samoa, upsetting one of those top two teams, but then... the the flip side of it happening when those two sides meet, i.e. they beat Argentina, but then Argentina beats England, and again, creates that sort of um, circle effect, because I just don't see the consistency enough of any of those teams to control a pull. And kind of, again, it's that mental side of games, or like you say, the the know-how to do it. Uh, You be Augusto, you've won that first game, you've won that big game, but there's still that potential from Samoa. There's still that potential from Japan. If you fall asleep, if you don't pay attention, you could slip up. And one loss, you know, just giving that opportunity, losing a bonus point uh, can be so crucial. Now, I've I've gone with Argentina to top it because uh, I, I just really like the Argentinians and the way that they play. Uh, I think they've got that potential and that, that ceiling capacity on them is, is so high uh, that they can achieve so much if they set, for that full period of each and every game, week after week after week. Uh, They are my front runners. They do that. England is in a battle for second. I think they'll do it. Just because it's England, big-time tournament, I think think they've got that mental game over Samoa. But I think Samoa will trip someone up. And it will be just not quite enough for them to get over the line into those qualifying spots. So exciting. Uh, Any game against Samoa is going to be worth watching because the other flip side is they play hard games. They play hard rugby and they put their bodies on the line. Who's not going to make it out of that group game? Who's not going to go to next week? What key positions losing a player? You know, so a lot, a lot to happen. But yeah, Argentina and England for me by a whisker. But uh, again, whew, I put a big smile on my face to see Samoa uh, topple them down to three. Big smile.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, I, I think England and Argentina will get will 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 come through as yeah, this, this is just a great know-how. But I think Samoa got a very good chance of getting automatic qualifications for the World Cup by coming third. Oh, and yes. if, if they do that, then both Fiji and Samoa should qualify for the next World Cup. Um unlike this time round, where none of them did. None, um, so um so I think that's a good uh, that'll be a good result um for for, 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 for Samoa. Simon says, which scenario would lead to the Rugby World Cup being expanded to um, to 24? Nothing. I don't think there's any scenario in... Uh, even the 10,000 scenarios that Rugby Forecast run. There is no scenarios where the Rugby World Cup gets expanded um, to 24, uh, the next Rugby World Cup. Um, just like there's no scenarios um, where... Um, uh, which team was it? Again, I've got, where Portugal win the Rugby World Cup either. Um, sorry, but no, it's just not... Um, it's just not going to happen they've, they've, they've already decided what the next schedule's what the next one's going to be um, unless someone like Apple or, or, or somebody with a billion dollars walks in and goes I will pay for everything as long as you do 24 teams which why would they um, so I just can't see a, I can't see a scenario where it happens yourself
2: oh, it would be nice wouldn't it it would be cool to see more rugby I wouldn't complain for sure Uh, But, yeah, it it seems like World Rugby aren't ones to really go out on a limb and do something that they think is a good idea. They're a bit like Sansa. They knee-jerk react to things. Uh, They avoid things, and they don't like really doing much that will benefit the game or put themselves in a position where they have to do any sort of work to develop the game, which is kind of sad. Ouch. Kind of sad. What's developed no, the game?
0: Okay, okay. The, the, no, the no, I, 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 I'll disagree. I, I think there's a lot of people at World Rugby with a lot of good intentions, with wanting oh, for sure. to develop the game, right?
3: But they're
0: down um, there. So the um, but the people, yeah, so people that decide the decision makers, um, which is basically a which is not World Rugby. It is a council of or representatives from the union from the unions who vote. They are glacial in their speed for change. Um, as you say, unless it's something that, that they think is going to really ruin their reputation, in which case they need jerk reaction and overreact in the other direction.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the so yeah so I, I, look, it's just not going to happen. Um, there, they did expand back in nineteen ninety nine, which at the time was considered unpopular and bold.
2: <laughs> oh. You've got four years into the professional game.
0: Yeah, fear. Um, I that, maybe that was relatively relatively bold then, I guess, from that point of view. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's uh, – yeah, they're, they're, they're not a bold-thinking and you know, moving organisation. Hey, I'll be
2: for it. I'll be for it. Chuck, chuck me another five teams in there. Or four teams, I should say. Another another one in the pool. Do you start another pool? Um, I mean, grow the game. No, no, you don't,
0: no, no. Please don't do five pools and then try and squeeze them into quarterfinals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no.
2: No, you do uh, what L- NRL does with the top place goes <coughs> in there and then they swap over with that team and no.
0: No add an extra team to each pool, because at the moment every, every team's got to buy one weekend. So you could you could add four more teams in True. under the current time frame, still fit the, still fit it in within the same number of weeks, um, and it would be absolutely fine. Um, so, to me, um, yeah, if you're going to do it, yeah, expand all the pools to six, and there you go. Uh, so, um, more be- TV money, though. No, I don't think there'll be more TV money. I think the, t- the TV money will be what it is. No one's going to be paying for the Cook Islands um, um, versus uh, Trinidad. Um, let's be honest. That, that's not going to get you an extra an, a, an extra 500 million or an extra uh, from TV, TV revenue, sorry. But no, um, that's not, uh, not how it works. Um, Simon did mention that further up there that the, the, the World Rugby would have to rejig the uh, qualification if um, two Pacific Island teams were automatically qualified. Yeah, they rejig the qualification every single time to make sure they get the teams they want at the rugby world cup hence why all why the uh, why all of the um uh civil entities always get there the fact that neither canada usa or canada got there this time was kind of like a well they'll be ripping their hair out around that one so they're gonna to have to somehow rejig it to get one to get the usa there because the usa is hosting it soon um and mm-hmm. um and so yeah, so they've got they got to get the USA back in. Otherwise, it's real, real uh, agon face. Let's have a tournament in in USA without the USA being there. The hosts qualify though? No, they don't. Hosts don't well, qualify. Maybe they do, but,
2: hosts well, okay.
0: Every single time the host is already automatically qualified anyway, so it doesn't have to. Right? Because the the the, the countries that hosted it so far, well, major nations, yeah, well, major, and Japan. Even I mean, Japan finished third in their group. Before, um, um, before they hosted, so yeah, it was all it's all been it's all been fine from that point of view.
2: That's pretty standard. They host to host to automatically qualify for most major tournaments. I'd be surprised if they didn't, especially if it fit their uh, their agenda.
0: <laughs> yep, uh, no, they'll they, they make sure the USA will be there. You, you can't have a tournament in the USA without them being, without them playing. Um, that would be uh, that would be even more of a disaster. Um, so finally then uh, We know that Effectively We can take two pools out of this um, C and D They're all really, they're just turning up for numbers um, The winner's going to come out of pool A, pool A or B So who are your two finalists um, And uh, and who wins
2: it? I always keep going back to New Zealand and France Every time I do this I always go back to the first game Being the last game Every single time uh, And just, just to keep things mixed up uh, heart sees New Zealand head sees France there you go well I want to keep keep things I think France if I could be completely neutral and it's more to do off the game but yeah, you look at the you look at the French side you look at the the French history at the World Cup uh, you look at their position building into this World Cup you look at the all the off the field sort of things into this for France it, it just it just it just looks right it just looks like the right thing to happen um, not that it ever decides a sports fixture, but um, yeah, it just looks right to me.
0: Yeah, look, it's um, the uh, the well um, the predictions from um, uh, rugby forecast were for a, a South Africa Island final. Yeah, so they gone the, the the total opposite um, to, uh, to to Steve. Um, I'm going uh, France South Africa with France to win the uh, win the final.
2: You see, what they're not countering in though is the quarter final effect.
0: The quarter-final of-,
2: <laughs> yeah, of Ireland.
0: Well, yes, true. True.
2: I think if they get past the quarter-final, then yeah, they, they will be a threat to, to win the whole thing. But that that is one massive hurdle. That, that's, that's 2011 World Cup All Blacks final in a quarter-final. You know, they're going to spend so much time beating themselves before they even deal with their opponent because of all the outside pressure and, and internal pressure of just that stage and that that scene and, and that moment, uh, to get past that. So that will it'll be intriguing, like who they come up against as well, uh, will, will be a major part for them, uh, and to where they get through. So, yeah, look, hey, like you say, it's, it's those four teams, isn't it? And you, you could comfortably yeah. switch those four around any way you like, and you can't argue any which way about it. So, uh, like we said earlier, it's going to come down a lot of things injuries, suspensions, um cards and, and bonus points and where you finish one, two, there's so many factors. And that's, that's again, what makes it good. What minnows are going to turn up? What, we're going to mess up your your star fly half. um, So much things to happen that could really change it. If Ireland do Sexton, guys like that, you know, the All Blacks lose it. It's all tens, isn't it? It's all tens. Intermax <laughs> gone. Moanga, uh, Sexton. Uh, Australia don't have any to start with. um just one oh. that's just out of nappies. Uh yeah, but no, know, hang, we, we, we're
0: things. not sure it's not going to win anyway, so who cares? But you know, the question is, South Africa the are South South Africa actually better off getting their, getting their 10 injured and therefore finding a way of getting Pollard in. It
2: doesn't matter who gets injured, someone <laughs> really? will get injured and a prop, a lock, a flanker, an outside back, they'll get replaced by Andre Pollard. That's it. He's kicking, so, he's fit. You've seen the videos, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. <laughs> He's waiting. He's in the stands. He's, you know, you see those memes of like old Shaquille O'Neal's and the you know waiting for someone to get injured. That's him. That's Hunter Pollard <laughs> in the stands in France, eating cheese and wine, waiting for you know uh, Dan Vermeulen to um already. Uh, he has already heard him said no. He's no. He's been sighted from Vermeulen. Have you seen that for that yes. hitting on um Barrett? So I mean, hey, he's out for the tournament. Well, bring Pollard in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> has he been sighted or is he just being yeah. sure? It's, it's after the sighting window.
2: Or it's being being looked at or investigated.
0: Okay. We will have to see. Wait and see. So yeah. anyway, um, the so yeah, that, that's our. Um, uh, I, I think there are six games that matter at the Rugby World Cup. All of the games don't matter. Um, six games will decide the Rugby World Cup. Um, so if you watch those six, you will see all of the um, defining moments that that actually that that, um, that that those those six games will basically define decide who wins the Rugby World Cup. Are um, we putting out a Patrons only video explaining what those six games are um, this week? So head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sports Radio um, Sport Radio um, for that and sign up. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Um, now uh, you you teased me um, before the show saying you had a, a video idea. Do you yeah. want to do you want to go straight out with it live, or do you want or or, or should we or, or or is that a sneaky one that might pop out um, that we'll keep quiet about and uh, not not tell I- the public.
2: I, I have a, a number of sneaky ones that I'm working on this week. Uh, the one that I was going to try and lure you into was uh, I don't know how much of like ESPN and American sports television you've ever seen, but there's a program that's called uh, PTI or Pardon the Interruption, uh, where a couple of journalists uh, pretty much they just quick fire, kind of not really, uh, through things. Uh, and I was going to replicate that pretty much. World Cup, World Cup special of a replica of that quick fire, hard hitting, points only no trash talk um, but all trash talk if that makes sense uh, about those <laughs> topics so that, that, that's one thing and also um, doubling on this uh, with the with the uh, predictions of the simulations I'm also about a quarter of the way through simulating the World Cup on rugby challenge the game a uh, hundred times to get a similar sort of reading about what the game thinks and I can tell you what uh, I hate Excel) um, <laughs> <laughs> But that'll hopefully be coming out later this week so we'll see how that goes uh, it's interesting uh yeah much like this stats thing has been quite interesting too with how it plays out
0: so those predictions obviously uh, will definitely be on Steve's um, the Conf- uh, conflict channel on YouTube so do check that out folks um, obviously the uh, the quick fire one well, we'll, we'll discuss where that was going where that, where that one will turn up but um, <laughs> but look out for that one um, as, as as well that sounds quite fun um, as, as, as well with that one so
2: it got even got a name for it play to the whistle.
0: The um the play to the whistle. Oh well, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yes, so uh, so um, uh, we'll be back obviously on Monday. Uh, we will be reviewing um, a whole bunch of uh, action from the weekend as the uh, Rugby World Cup kicks off. Also, say like, check out the Patreon where there'll be one or maybe two, um, depending on where that so quick fire one um, ends up getting posted um, on there as well. Um, and uh, stay safe, everybody.